Hi, and welcome to our uh, brand new podcast show, which is, as of now, untitled. Um, I'm Ben, and this is my wife, Libby. We don't have a title to our podcast show right now. Stop calling it a podcast show. What am I supposed to call it? A podcast? A podcast. I guess a podcast speaks for itself. Hey, it's a podcast show. That's what we should call it, the the podcast show. But no, we're hoping that throughout the show, it will come up with an idea for what it would be called, or maybe that, you know... At least as we do the show, it'll give us an idea of what to call yes, it later. Maybe so. it'll come in a dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we just um, got married recently and we um, just moved to Omaha, Nebraska from St. Louis and we wanted to start a podcast. Why did we want to start a podcast, Libby? Uh, to chronicle our lives and to showcase some different forms of art. Oh, uh, yeah. So, you know, we wanted to play some original music that uh, either isn't copyrighted or that we have authorization to, so anybody out there who's like, this stuff isn't, uh, this is copyrighted stuff, and they're just trying to get, no. It's all like local musicians that you, I almost guarantee, have never heard before. And there will also be poems and like skits and things like that. So, uh, yeah. And clips of movies that we've made. Right. Like, for, for instance, Libby just wrote a movie called Juxtaposed, which we just filmed and shot last year. What's that about? Oh, you don't remember? I don't remember. I was in it and I, I'm clueless. <laughs> Not only was he in it, he was the camera person. Right. So he filmed the entire thing. It's about Alyssa who is uh, struggling with some demons and her friend Rachel and uh, their friend Gavin who are trying to help her. But it's more about... Um, like how you have to face your own problems yourself. You can't, like, people can't always help you. They can only help you to a certain extent, I guess. And then it's like finding your own solution to the problem. Right, so we'll have a clip of that, a really good scene from that later on. But that's interesting that you talk about, you know, finding your own solutions, because this podcast is sort of about finding our way and. uh well, hopefully, as you use the word chronicle, I love that word, I couldn't think of a word, um, <laughs> chronicle our lives as we try to get into a career, uh, specifically, and you can probably guess, like, art and writing and things like that, we're both yes. English majors, so that's a perfect segue into our first segment, which is, we're each going to share with you a poem that we wrote, which is sort of about uncertainty and sort of fitting into the world, into the planet, and becoming aware of the world and our surroundings and finding solutions to our own problems and things like that. So we'll go ahead and start with one that I wrote called Dimensions. My planet has three dimensions, but I move along a magnetic track. Ups and downs aren't up to me. Above me is negative canvas. Below me is dirt. Birds are too concerned with meals. Their bones are hollow, without marrow or pride. Moles too blind, but they probably appreciate otherwise. My planet has three dimensions. I only use 10% of it. The rest is water weight. I see one color of six. Some say the rest are the absence of the others. I can't fly above, swim under, dig through its icebergs and cubes. I only see one side of six, and none of them are solved. I do not know what is in the river. I do not know what is in the air. I know that I am in the river and in the air, and the air is in the river and the river in the air both flowing over me and surrounding me. I am naked in the river, and the water feels my skin, my curves, my breathing. 
and I am aware of my skin, my curves, my teeth. The water flows over my toenails, my toes, my toe knuckles, my foot tendons, my calloused heels, my ankles, one is scarred. Shins and calves, kneecaps, thighs, curly hairs, vagina, womb. I am alive now and cold, butt, intestines, dipping back, stomach gurgling, hard nipples, soft flesh of breast, sternum, curve of back. Fingertips, fingernails, fingers. Palms, back of hands, none so well. Wrists. Forearms, elbows. Collarbone. Upper arms, shoulder blades, throat, neck, hair, bottom of the skull, chin, lips, teeth, cheekbones, ears, eyelashes, eyes, eyebrows, forehead, part. I am alive and I am wet. What if I was a fish? I am a fish and I am scaly and I breathe the river and the air in the river. I am a fish and I am alive. I stare up from the bottom. I have made my home in the weeds. I see the sky wrinkling, the light shifting through the murk. It glints through the water, it glints off my scales. These air bubbles are orbs, they are tiny worlds, they are tiny universes. I breathe them in and am everywhere, and I am everyone and everyone is me. As we mentioned, uh, Libby and I are husband and wife, and we just got married. Less than a month ago. Um, so we're newlyweds, basically, and you might be interested in how we met. Maybe not, but we might get into that a little bit later. You're gonna just have to deal with it. Right. Or <laughs> press the pause or stop button and delete the file of the podcast. But... Don't do that. So before we get into that, we want to uh, play you some music, which is actually a song that I wrote for Libby, which swept her off her feet. Not really. We were already dating for a while, and she was like, oh, thanks, the song. Cool. Whatever. It was and, a little bit. I was not that way. <laughs> yeah, I think you listened to it and then threw it away, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so.
freshman year of college. We did a scene. Well, we did an audition. Yes, it was for auditions for the、um, fall play at our college.、Mm-hmm. We did the scene. We really didn't think too much of it. I mean, I definitely thought she was thought she was a little cutie, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't really remember him. Like, I don't remember the scene that we did at all.、Um, I don't even. We were Adam and Eve, which is funny. <laughs> I don't really remember seeing him at the auditions at all, but I—it's because I was really nervous. It was my first like real audition. And the funny thing is, she was really nervous, and then I was really overconfident, and I was really cocky, and I sort of—I don't know if I overacted, but I really got into it. And she got way, way more parts than I did because it was like you played multiple parts, way better parts, tons of lines, and I had—I had very little. So <laughs> that shows you what cockiness gives you. We knew each other for two years before we actually ever. Knew each other. We weren't even really that good friends. Well, one and a half. One and a half. Yeah. So she remembers better than I do. Well, because it was second semester sophomore year in poetry that we started to、yeah. really get to know each other and be friends. Right. And you called my socks dorky. I did. Okay. His、she、socks would... were all the way up. Not all the like. Up half halfway up his calf. No, there were there were there were socks that go up to that, but they were wrinkled down, so they weren't that high. No, I. They were dorky. Okay, well, it's better than when you wear those tiny little socks that are like all the way down to your heels, so you don't look like you're wearing socks. You look like one of those grungy middle school kids. It's like I'm just not gonna put on socks today. Go along with my string of not showering for seven days. I think it looks stupid. And so do your socks. Well, that's the thing is they don't anymore because why? Because you tell them. Because I changed them for you, so that you wouldn't think I was dorky anymore. Before we were dating or anything. I changed my socks for Libby. And that says a lot. But you know what? Also says a lot that you did. Libby would write me little poems and little notes because we would write poems in the class and we'd workshop them so the other students would read them. And she'd read my poems and she'd write me little notes and little other poems to me. They were like little snippets. And then, not only that, but she wrote me a poem that we workshopped in class. That was actually. No, did we? I don't think we workshopped it. Are you sure? We should have. It was good. But she worked. She wrote a poem that you sent in. To, Festival. It was the port in the portfolio. in the portfolio, which was about me, and we will have Libby read but that. But I denied it the entire time. She denied that it was about me, but you'll hear. I'm a redhead, which is important to remember. And I believed you too when you said it wasn't about me. Like I kind of, I, was, I suspected, and then you said, no, it's not about you. It's just inspired by redheads. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm stupid. No, no, no. I think at that point I was still kind of denying the fact that I wanted. Well, let's go into it, and you can read the poem and let the listeners decide for themselves. What I should, if I should have, if I was like completely ignoring these like signals that are smacking me in the face and blaring me with these bright sirens. He is a little oblivious. <laughs> the title of this poem is "You Are a Polka Dot Birthday Suit and It Suits You So Well." <laughs> the night sky is strewn on your skin, and I will map every single constellation. Please just let me stargaze. I've never seen a sky like this: smooth white and scattered cinnamon stars, screaming to be touched, ravished. I'll be Jack Horkheimer, and you can be naked. I astronomy. I'll be an astronaut and explore your unknown spaces, outer and inner.
and then we started to become friends because we had really similar interests and I was like falling in love with him sort of, you know, like how you fall in love with someone without falling in love because you don't know them that well. Um, and I knew that if we ever dated that we would get married. And I was right. <laughs> the weird thing is I thought that too. I was actually almost afraid, this is a very guy thing, I was almost afraid of the commitment. I was afraid that if I got with Libby, I knew we'd get married. So it was so like, was that'd I. be it. I was terrified. I'm like, I don't want him to be the only person I ever date again. <laughs> no and offense. <laughs> we weren't. At that point, we, it wasn't. We, we dated other people before we yes. ever got together. And so he started dating this other girl, and I found out on Facebook. And it was really horrible because I was in a dorm room then. And a bunch of my friends were in the room, and I, like, they're like, "Oh, look, Ben's in a relationship," and I almost started crying because I was just heartbroken. But I didn't want them to see me crying, so obviously I tried to pull myself together. <laughs> but I was heartbroken. I'm laughing at your devastation. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's okay because that—I mean, I, I got what I deserved because that relationship that I was in was terrible. Anyway, so. Either the day or the day right. after he started dating her, um, we were talking online and I was like, oh, congratulations. And then I was like, I think you're the perfect man and here's why. You basically, she told me that I was the perfect man, which is sweet anyway, the day I started dating this other girl. And the funny thing was that, well that's part of the reason why I was like, I knew this wasn't going to work with the other girl because I was like immediately like, oh, well, I kind of like you too. <laughs> Oh, this sucks. But he didn't tell me that. I didn't tell Yeah, it's because I'm stupid. And one of my friends was like, is Ben fresh on you? Oh, yeah. That's, I was going to bring that up. Our friend Mike was like, I think Ben's fresh on Libby. Fresh like, on. No, surely not. I was like, I don't know what fresh on means, but I think I am. <laughs> I mentioned that Ben and I had a lot, have a lot of similar interests, and one of them is, well, I guess two of them, are writing and film. The entire time that we've been friends, and especially the, the entire time that we've been in a relationship, we've been riding together and trying to come up with new projects that we can do together. I wrote a movie called Juxtaposed, and we filmed it throughout the course of the year. And here is a scene from it. Come in. Hi. How's it going? Oh, okay. Uh, how are you? Great. How's Rachel? I don't know. I haven't really talked to her in a few days. Why not? I think she's jealous, maybe. I, I don't know. She seems kind of mean whenever I have been with you or whenever she knows that I'm going to see you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was under the impression that she was trying to set us up, so it doesn't really make any sense. Set us up? Yeah. That's really awkward to say. I'm sorry. But she had said that she had met someone at church, and that she had invited you over for supper, so... I can see why you'd think that. Did I just... No, 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 no. I mean, yes. I don't know. What, what are you asking? If I just made our friendship really awkward? No, but there was a miscommunication. She wasn't trying to set us up? Not exactly. Wow. Okay, I, I feel... Dumb. You shouldn't. I wasn't interested in a relationship anyway, by the way. She did make it sound like a setting up thing. Then in a way it was, but I don't know how to say this. 
Oh, are you one of those gay Christians? No. She came to me for help for you. Help for what? Your alcoholism. Fucking shit! I am not an alcoholic! I'm sorry, we should have told you. Yeah, yeah, you should have! So wait, does that mean that, that we're not even friends? That the only reason you would have any interest whatsoever in knowing someone like me is because you want to help me with some bullshit addiction that my friend says I have? Absolutely not. I still think you're a very intriguing person. Oh, great. My alcoholism intrigues you. That's not what I meant. I mean you as a person... So, I suppose that's why you're so f***ing prying, isn't it? That's part of it. Well... What's your diagnosis, Doc? I don't know. I haven't actually seen you drink. Oh, gee. Could it be because I'm not a f***ing alcoholic? Yeah, yeah. I suppose that could be it. Or you could be good at hiding it. Okay. Well, thanks. I guess we have no reason to ever see each other ever again. Bye. Alyssa, wait! So I guess that concludes the first episode of the uh, Stunning Big Shot podcast show. Except we still don't have a name. <laughs> <laughs> It could be something about finding our way, like mm -hmm. pebbling our own path. Let's think of something that's not going to turn people away and make it think it's like some kind of serene new age self-help relaxation tape. Isn't that what this is? <laughs> um, okay, I have an idea. So we just got fish today. Sort of like the last step of moving into our new place. Right. Great company. Great. Yeah. Great Two company. tiny one inch wide goldfish or one inch long. Anyway, their names are Squid and Sunfire, so I think we should do something with that. Squid, squid and Sunfire? Yes. Yeah. I like it. How about that? Okay, so that's it. The Sunfire Squid Podcast Show. Stop calling it a show. <laughs> Alright. The Sunfire Squid Podcast. Okay, that's it. So thanks for tuning in to the Sunfire Squid podcast, <laughs> period, that's it, and we will see you next time for another episode. We will be playing more music from ourselves, from, and who knows, some other local bands that we know. What's, what's a, Mark's band? Alternative I, Folk? Yeah. Something and like that. And he's starting a pirate band. And he's starting a pirate, oh, I would love to have pirate music. I love pirate music. That'd be great. So stay tuned, and thanks for uh, listening. So thanks for watching. Well, they might have watched the uh, time go. They might. Have, they watched the little time indicator. That's great. I hope you did. I hope you watched that thing diligently. Well, it'll be here when you come back. So, uh, see you next time. <laughs> or I guess I won't. <laughs> <laughs>